Trump scurries to lock in his environmental agenda. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. With only a few weeks left, the Trump administration is rushing to pass rules that many see as harming water quality and the environment or benefiting corporations. The Midnight Watch Project at NYU Law School has been tracking the administration's moves in its remaining days. As of last week, the group listed 34 actions being taken, and here are some. The White House may issue a rule that weakens water protections by allowing utilities more time to replace lead pipes or to address harmful levels of the contaminant. And the EPA may determine to regulate only two of 5,000 PFAS compounds, many of which are used in products like food packaging, cookware, and waterproof clothing. The so-called forever chemicals have been linked to organ damage as well as cancer. In other actions, officials are rushing to transfer ownership of land in Arizona to a mining company so it can extract copper and in the process create a crater 1,000 feet deep and almost two miles across. But the land, known as Oak Flat, is considered to be holy ground by the Apache and a dozen Native American tribes have strong cultural ties to the area. Trump officials are also rapidly formalizing plans to drill for oil in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in Alaska before Biden takes office. As Sierra Magazine notes, much of the Trump administration's attempts at rulemaking have not survived in courts, but still those finalized prior to inauguration will cause delays for the Biden administration. When scuba divers go deep, if they aren't careful, they can get the bends when resurfacing, which causes severe bone and joint pain and can affect many organs. The bends are caused by nitrogen gas bubbles that form in blood when surfacing too rapidly. So divers slow their ascent to avoid the risk. But dolphins dive deep with no problems. So how do they do it? Researchers have found that dolphins actively slow down their hearts before diving for long times. And when they're going deep, they plan ahead. New Scientist reports that three dolphins were trained to hold their breath for different lengths of time. Researchers used a device to monitor the mammal's breathing and also attached sensors to learn that the animals slowed their heart rates, which they think allows them to conserve oxygen and prevent the bends. The researchers say this new knowledge could help mitigate the health impacts to dolphins from human-created noise like sonar and underwater blasts used in oil exploration. Using one problem to solve another is the philosophy of a company that aims to house millions of people who lack adequate shelter. A Norwegian startup has come up with a plan to build much-needed homes using 100% plastic waste. The firm known as Athalo says its patented process shreds plastic waste and mixes it with other elements, which can be used to construct buildings up to four floors tall and homes of about 650 square feet. Since since 1950, 9 billion tons of plastic has been made, with less than a tenth recycled. The waste could make 1 billion homes. Athalo has partnered with UN Habitat, the United Nations Program for Sustainable Urban Development, and is now building demonstration homes in parts of Africa, where 160 million homes are needed now. The first factory for producing partitions for walls, ceilings, roofs, and floors using recycled plastic will be built in Kenya next year year. 
The big island of Hawaii is obviously surrounded by ocean and it gets a lot of rain. So one might think there's no problem with fresh water, but that's not the case. According to the New York Times, there is a huge demand for fresh water, but much of the island's precipitation disappears before it can be used. Now researchers at the University of Hawaii have shown that underground rivers running off the island's western coast are sending the rainwater two and a half miles out to sea to submarine aquifers separated from saltwater by impermeable rock. If accessible, the freshwater could help alleviate shortages on the island, and the lead author of the study says that a system similar to offshore oil platforms could be used to harvest it. And finally, for oyster farmers in New England, it's been a tough year. With demand down because of COVID-19 closures, much of their crop is going to waste. So what to do with all those unsold shellfish? Dump them back into the water to improve ecosystems. That's the idea behind the SOAR project, short for Supporting Oyster Aquaculture and Restoration. It's a program launched late last month by the Nature Conservancy and the Pew Charitable Trust to use the shellfish to do what they do best, clean water. A healthy adult oyster can filter up to 50 gallons a day, removing nutrients and contaminants, much of which comes from agricultural runoff. Most oysters these days are farmed because native beds have been lost due to pollution and habitat destruction, a situation harmful to native fish and other marine life, and a problem for us because reefs protect shorelines from hurricanes and sea level rise. The SOAR program plans to buy about 5 million oysters from over 100 shellfish companies, a move that should preserve hundreds of jobs in northern New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Washington State. The shellfish will help rebuild native reefs across restoration sites in seven states, areas that will become oyster sanctuaries where the mollusks can't be harvested. The program hopes to be a model for a sustainable U.S. shellfish industry that benefits the ocean and the communities that rely on it and is perfect timing for those hard hit by the pandemic. If the world is your oyster and you have the ability to give, please donate to H2O Radio, because now through December 31st, all gifts will be doubled dollar for dollar. Go to h2oradio.org to donate and thank you. Thank you.